When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Love is always the law on the Lori and Julia show. Step aside, haters. And today, step aside, Lori and Julia. They're, they're not here today. So it's uh, me, Rocco, Holly, and this one. It's Brittany Witch. I can't talk. Oh, yes, I love that it's still spooky season with you, Brittany. Hey. I can't talk. You can't talk. We can hear you. Yeah. Oh, you can? Okay, I just can't hear myself. <laughs> That's, oh. okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I can't hear myself anyways. We oh, are in goodness. socially distanced studios. Yes. For those of you oh, uh, listening at home, I'm in... The control room. Holly is in the usual Lori and Julia studio. And you're in the studio that Bradley usually hangs out in when he's here. I feel like I'm in detention. No. Yeah. Oh, I got put in a room where there's a lot of golden girls things. Yes. I'm a little confused. <laughs> I feel like I'm in an escape room and I have to use the things around me to get out. Oh, that'd be fun. How would you MacGyver yourself out of that room, Brittany? I mean, there is a lot of Baby Yoda things as well. So I think that might help. Um... Yeah, I'll figure it out. Force. We yeah. actually did a digital escape room this last weekend. Well, how the heck did that work? Uh, so they like FaceTime, you know, they do kind of like a googly hang deal. Um, <laughs> and they'll give you clues and pictures. And then they have a live guy talking to you the whole time. And it was so dangling fun. I would highly recommend it. We, I mean, we got way too into it. So that, how, how many people? Like just you and... Oh yeah, it was just me and uh, we we quarantined with our neighbors, and so it's their family of four plus me and Justin, um, my husband, and so there was six of us working together, and it was so fun. And you were all on one screen, or you each on your own screen? No, no, we just all were at their house. Okay, gotcha. That's our that's our little pod. So they we do this. They'll give you clues, and you have to like write things down and use things from before. So it's so fun. I would highly recommend it. Any age. That that sounds incredibly stressful. It was. (laughs) It just sounds so freaking stressful. I mean, nobody at any point actually gets locked in a room. I mean, we had ice cream and all the things we needed. Um, (laughs) You know. It was pirate themed, so that was fun too. So, yeah. It was. Explain that more. Explain what a pirate theme, like you're trying to find your way out of the the ship before Davy Jones' locker comes and gets you. I feel like you could help write the script because that was pretty good as is. (laughs) So the fun thing. 
thing about like the trapped rooms is they're definitely the uh, I think the company's called Trapped Puzzle Rooms. They're here in Minnesota. They've really expanded from the room. At this point, there was a dock. We had to go to a merchant person. There was a bar. It was pretty fun. All right, I want to hear more about this. So you go to the dock. Yeah. So you've and got there's somebody there, like greetings. Oh yeah, they do Brittany. voices. Everything you guys are doing times twelve. Because the guy who ran it, his name was Mac, was like super into it. He even did an old lady voice, which I kind of wasn't great. Um, it's kind of like when you're listening to an audio book and all of a sudden they throw the women's voice on there and you're like, um, <laughs> not. Not amazing, but uh, yeah, there was a monkey we had to get a hat from. There was a pig we had to feed apples to. It it was so fun. Oh, and though so is the monkey digital? Is the monkey uh, yeah. made up? What's going on? I mean, the monkey, the monkey's <laughs> I, I mean, I, I still don't quite get this. Like you have to do it. It's just so fun. Like especially if you have teenagers who are really cool. Throw this, throw this on your like to do for a weekend. And it's a one hour of your time, and it flies by. And next thing you know, you're, like, looking up what colors make what colors and, like, you know, uh, square roots of things, and it's just a blast. All right, so teenagers are into digital monkeys. I did not know that. Oh. I did not know that. Of course they are. (laughs) So trapped puzzle rooms. Yeah, it's so fun. So you did that this last weekend, Brittany. Yeah, that's what I did. That's the only thing I did. That's your weekend claim to fame. Fabulous. Yeah, what did you do? Well, you got more than I have because it was like, well, here we are. We find ourselves in time and space. Yeah. And that we're supposed to be popping a squat and just hanging out at home. Yeah. And I committed to that. Yeah. Full frontal. It was like great. Crockpots coming out. That's right. wonderful. Soups on the uh, soups on the stove. Okay, got that too. Am I gonna watch ten hours of TV in a row and maybe move my body twice? Yes, got it on lock. Did you 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 killed it? You did yeah. great. Yeah. So the slow clap for my weekend claim to fame. What about you, Rocco? Um, yeah, it was <laughs> decent. We ran around and did some errands. You know. We knew too that it was supposed to. We we're supposed to kind of lock it down. Yeah. And one of our errands on Saturday was actually going to the convention center to get tested. Um, none of us. My wife had sort of been feeling like she had a cold or something. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, hey, it's probably not COVID. I can, you know, we can still taste things and smell things. But we decided to go anyways, just because they've been saying, you know, people in a certain age group should just go, even if you're asymptomatic. Yeah. So we did that, you know, and we're all negative. So. Well, clap for that. Thanks, yeah. Right. Um, otherwise, I did watch some stuff. I went down every now and then. You just kind of go down a rabbit hole of stuff. Um, T, uh, what is it called? Turner Classic Movies. TCM had a movie. They had a couple movies on their system um, about like uh, kind of madcap races. You know, kind of like Cannonball Run and stuff like that. And so I watched a movie called Gumball Rally, which wasn't that good. It doesn't sound good. Is Burt Reynolds in no, it? See, he's in the Cannonball Run. <laughs> right. This, can, this gumball rally came out first, I guess. Oh. 76. And then I also watched one from like 2001 called Rat Race. Oh, with John Lovitz and John Wait, Cleese. Aren't they in that? Yeah, isn't that where the kid is, um, what is it, turtle-ing where he has to poop really bad? Or- oh, yes, <laughs> exactly. She says, I'm dead. I'm already prairie dog. I'm prairie dog. <laughs> that became... Oh, I'm sorry, Lori Julia. <laughs> <laughs> We've ruined your legacy in one sentence. Oh. I have a vivid remember a memory of that, that girl saying that. Yeah, it was, you know, and it was directed by, like, Jerry Zucker from, like, the airplane movies. Robin yeah. Williams it, in that? Um, no, um, I'm looking at it right now. It was Rowan Atkinson, Whoopi Goldberg, Cuba Gooding Jr., yeah. Wayne Knight, 
Kathy and Jimmy from uh, Hocus Pocus. There's oh, John Lovitz's there's the connection. I don't know. It wasn't that funny, but it, it it was fine, and it was just. And now it made me want to watch the Cannonball Run movies, and maybe I'll get around to doing that. Well, it sounds like it's like a 21st century. It's a mad, 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 right. mad world, which is right, which is pretty much the the touchstone or whatever you want to call it. That's where those movies all kind of came from, right? Yeah, because wh- I watched that recently during one of the initial wave of staying at home orders. It was like, great, I have three hours to watch Mickey Rooney and Buddy Hackett do slapstick. Right. And that movie never ends. Yeah, it, it literally never like three ends. Hours. It's, it's like, like three hours. It's like an intermission and a, you know, it, it Sounds takes really more. good, you guys. But, you know, it's <laughs> so, a classic. I mean, there's no prairie dogging in it, Brittany. <laughs> but, uh, I'm out. I'm so good. Brittany's out. Hey, you know what? Before we go to break, I want to remind some uh, people of something that we're doing all week long here. And you could win $10,000. It's my talk 1071's live for free $10,000 giveaway. And we've got Two times during this program today where you want to listen up to see if your name is going to be called. It's at 420 and 520. But the only way that your name is going to get called is if you go and register for this contest. So go to mytalk1071.com right there on the homepage. Click, get registered, click on the times of day when you can listen. And then you will have an opportunity to have your name possibly be called by Rocco, myself, or Brittany this afternoon. And if that's true and you call within 10 minutes of the sounder, you're going to win a hundred dollars and when you win that hundred dollars then you're going to get entered to win ten thousand dollars what it's what? just our way of saying thanks right that's exactly amazing that's amazing so again go to mytalk1071.com get yourself registered you get to pick the times of day that work for you when you're listening and be sure to listen at 420 and 520 today we're going to be calling out a name to win a hundred dollars all right well when we come back we got a little bit more tv to talk about a big show debuted on netflix over the weekend and uh we have to talk about it when we come back for hanging out with us this afternoon on the Lori and Julia show, My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. I am Holly. Brittany is in the house. Rocco is here. And well, guess what? We're watching a lot of TV lately. Am I right? Yes. 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 I've been watching. I watched uh, Perry Mason, which made me go, that guy's good. I want to see what else he's in. So I've been watching The Americans and just going crazy. Oh, nice. But you guys, are you guys watching The Crown? Oh, Came yeah. out yesterday. Oh, yeah. Sure, there's Brittany. Sorry. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I've, I've just getting into The Crown recently, so I still have a lot of catch-up to do. I know that's, a, you know, it's kind of embarrassing to admit. So Here's the nice thing about The Crown, and I learned about this yesterday when I was like, well, great, season four is out today. Yeah. We've been looking forward to this for over a year. Secret, I didn't finish season three. Oh, and you're fine? You just jumped right in? But totally fine. Oh, that's awesome. Because I actually, just in case, I reached out to Lori, and Lori gave me so much information <laughs> that I actually filled six notebooks Um with all the things she she said uh this this season is definitely hitting different with the royal family and they've got things to say about it oh my goodness well i can imagine why season four of the crown is hitting differently with the royal family it's because it touches on people who are actively in power yeah 
in a contemporary way, in a way that the other seasons did not. Yeah. Seasons one through three, it had a historical air to it. Like, okay, these things happen 70, 60 years ago, and we've moved way beyond that. But now we're getting into the Diana years. Now we're moving into the 1980s. Now we're hanging out with Margaret Thatcher. Now we're getting into things that people have an emotional relationship with. And in The Crown, we're seeing the emotional relationships between the Queen and all of her kids. I guess I don't want to spoil it, but there are certain episodes this season where it's like, oh, we're kind of maybe getting a little bit of insight, maybe even a little shade. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the more I did more you know, research... The big thing Lori kept saying is the royal family is not supposed to complain. They say, don't complain and don't explain. Oh, yes. That's the old adage. Never complain. Yeah. Never explain. And so right now, I mean, the funny thing is, is they've they've been really quiet with the crown thus far. Right. And right. so um, they've been pretty much trying to remarket uh, Charles for the past, what, 20, 30 years? Oh, geez, at least. And it's all, I feel like it's unraveling on an, a speed where it's like Gen Z is finding out about. And I think that is like this new uh, crowd of people that are both in love with Princess Di and remembering how much they hate Prince Charles. Oh, rude. I know. Yeah. Well, and it's, I think that the crown does a really good job of contextualizing that these are individual people who are who are flawed right we all got our weird human humanness about us yeah but they're also in this system that doesn't allow for them to have their foibles in a way that maybe they could get over yeah that's true you know you see poor charles and he's just charles bless his heart i i don't know i always just feel like honey i I did not (laughs) expect you to have such a soft spot for him well in the show i do in real life i don't really know (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, in the the show you see, but because, like I said, the crown sets up these very human individuals who are, I don't want to say victims to the system Mm -hmm. of the British royal family and the aristocracy and the monarchy, because they could make different choices, I suppose, but they are also in history in a larger context in a way that you and I aren't necessarily on a surface level. Well, and one of the things that people were talking about with this season of The Crown mm-hmm. is that people are drawing comparisons between Princess Diana and Meghan Markle. Mm. Outsiders coming inside the British royal family. And I believe Good Morning America has a little bit of audio for us, uh, a little explanation of how people are reacting to this season of The Crown. Let's cross our fingers and see if this works. And if it doesn't, then we'll just talk amongst ourselves. <laughs> And it doesn't. Well, that's fabulous. Of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. But, you know, here's the thing. Yeah. Brittany, is that I watched the episode. So there's an episode and it's one of the earlier ones. It's it's hard because it's like, well, how do you talk about this without spoiler alerts? But at yeah. the same time, all this stuff happened in real life. So yeah. is it that much of a spoiler? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Spoiler. So one of the episodes of The Crown, uh, one of the earlier ones in the season, it shows outsiders coming into the British royal family, and they do it through the context of Margaret Thatcher mm-hmm. and Princess Diana. And so a lot of I think that a lot of people are being are comparing Princess Diana's experience of this outsider coming into the royal family in a way that Meghan Markle yeah. was an outsider coming into the royal family. And like how weird that would be. They showed the royal family doing all these weird parlor games and super weird. It's super weird. And it's like, oh, it's like you have to pass a test and they don't tell you the rules, but you just have to subtextually know the rules. Even if it was just automatically I had to be around like my husband's family that much. That alone, like, let's say they were even just awesome, normal people like they are. I would be like, this is an insane amount of time we have to spend with your family. Right. Right. And then it's just like, oh, okay. You know, imagine yourself meeting your in-laws for the first time. Yeah. Before they were your in-laws, you're dating your guy. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, oh, okay, sure. I'll go to the family house for the weekend. Oh, this is really weird. And then your future father-in-law asks you to ride in the car alone. I wouldn't. I would. I would totally fainting goat. (laughs) Just lay on the ground and just wait for everyone to leave the room. Boom. You would just lie there and be like, oh, my gosh. Well, that's one of the scenarios that happens in one of the episodes of The Crown. Now, One of the things, too, that I found just wonderful about The Crown, the season four. Yeah. Gillian Anderson. Oh, yeah. She's great. She's great. She plays the Iron Lady, Margaret Thatcher herself, first female prime minister of the UK. Now, a lot of people praising Gillian Anderson's performance. I was looking at Twitter over the weekend and a lot of people are already like, just give the woman her Emmy already. I know. And she is so wonderful. And uh, she is the spouse or partner of peter morgan who's doing who's creating this show she's amazing and it's just like oh transformative well it humanizes margaret thatcher in a way yeah that i found slightly shocking that i was like oh oh margaret i kind of i kind of feel for you here yeah because (laughs) she does i mean she just does an amazing job but to the point where like when you first see her because i saw her in the trailer and i did not realize it was her until later right right um, also a note from Lori. She said that the 80s fashion was really in real life that bad. Oh, it was so atrocious. Can we talk about this for a second? We have to. Okay, so uh, put up some show links at mytalk1071.com on the Lori and Julia show links. It compares Princess Diana's real life fashion to the fashion of Princess Diana in the crown. And mm. I am sorry if you had to dress yourself in the 1980s, like, Brittany, I feel like you and I have an excuse where we were probably wearing Sesame Street yeah, shirts yeah. picked out by our parents. We were, <laughs> we were yeah, we had, we had a pass on that. But I'm going to tell you right now that my body type would not do well in 80s fashion. I already have giant shoulders, 
And I think about the extra fluff and the weird stuff they have and the boxiness. Oh. Oh, my God. I would be so screwed in the 80s. And also, the whole preppy side of everything was literally the worst. Oh, it was totally the worst. And that's fascinating to think about, too, because you're watching this and you're watching the fashion. And you could see how Princess Diana, she's very 80s. Mm-hmm. She's very tapped in to the to the bows and the ruffles and yeah. the shoulder pads in a way that people would probably think, boy, she's really cool and fashionable. Yeah. And then you... You juxtapose that with what's happening in the British royal family. And you're like, could we wear another Berber jacket and Ugh. welly boots? It's so <laughs> bad. Ugh. It's just violently bad. And it looks just uncomfortable. Yeah, it was probably a lot of wool and a lot of fabrics that weren't particularly comfortable. But it is one of those times with those 80s fashions. I don't know. Is there a time, Brittany, where you look back at the things that you were wearing and you just think to yourself, K Tragic, I just, I would never be caught dead wearing that ever again. I don't know what school pictures brought out of me that I was like, I, I think I need to wear a shirt that really says something, literally. Because I have all these school pictures from me in elementary school that say, like, too hot to trot. And I was like, why would my mom let me wear a shirt that says that? I had a, I wore a shirt for picture day that was a frog that said, my pad are yours. <laughs> like, How old what? were you? I, I don't probably, like... I don't know, probably too old to be wearing it. Probably 10. I was not a cool 10-year-old. Oh, well, at least you didn't wear the no fear t-shirt in your school photographs. I mean, we all have our we all have our moments, don't <laughs> that's, we? That's true. <laughs> well, in Princess Diana, about her fashion, yeah. you can think she's a fashion plate, whether that's positive or negative. I don't know. You got to be the judge. But yeah. you can see all the fashions in season four of The Crown on Netflix. You can also go to the Lori and Julia Show Links page and relive all of those ugly sweaters and, and overalls. I don't know. Glutton for punishment, glutton for delight, both can be yours. All right, when we come back here on My Talk 1071, we've got more of the latest entertainment news for you. I'm Holly Brittany Brocco's here. And then now we'll move on to a little My Talk draft. You know, it is a great time to be a My Talk listener rewards member. I mean, not only are we going to give away $10,000 in a couple weeks, we're going to give away $100 this next couple hours. And that's not even to mention that you can win a $1,000 little blind spot window warm-up. You can win uh, tickets to things like a virtual at-home screening of the film Uncle Frank. You can get gift cards. You can do all sorts of stuff. And all you got to do is like listen to the radio, which you're doing anyways. So become a listener reward member. My talk keyword rewards. Thanks, Rocco, for that. And you have two opportunities to listen up and win that $100 this afternoon. One's at 420, one's at 520. So if you clicked on those times, be listening. And you can do that. Go to mytalk1071.com. Click on the Live for Free contest, and you might win $10,000. I'm like, oh, please, somebody, register. Win that money, honey. Live for free. (laughs) Live for free. (laughs) We got to talk about the People's Choice Awards. Look, we are yeah. thir- we are thirsty for a red carpet these days, mm-hmm. and we got one at the People's Choice Awards because, yeah, this is what we get for 2020. This is the People's Choice Awards. Now, Brittany, I don't know if you're a fan or Rocco of the People's Choice Awards. If it's ever on your radar at any given point in time, uh, let me guess, we missed it. It was last night or something. <laughs> Well, there's my answer for Rocco. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the best award because, because uh, 
it's the people's choice. It's us. The, we're the people. Yes. Well, I forgot to vote. Well, that's what they want you to think. Who votes for these? The, the, see, that's the thing. The peeps. I'm going to bring a little bit of a flavor of the Colleen Bradley show. Oh, that means we've got conspiracy theories. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You're welcome. So the People's Choice Awards was last night on E! Because they're the ones who have taken it over. And here's the thing with the People's Choice Awards. They're going to give you an award if you show up. Like, you just make make sure that you show up and they're going to give you something. And I say this because, Brittany, I don't know if you've been paying attention. Never. Ever. Never. <laughs> Never. No. Um, all the things that have been happening with Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so the thumbnail with Ellen DeGeneres lately in the year 2020 hasn't really been her year. No. No. She has been accused of being a bad boss. Yeah, it's been that's been rumored for years that working for Ellen DeGeneres is terrible, that she's actually she throws a lot of shade at her guests, even when the cameras are off and just in general that she's just not a very nice person. Yeah. So it's really interesting. It's Mm -hmm. really intriguing. Mm -hmm. All of these accusations against Ellen and let's be clear because she's the accusations against Ellen was that she was in charge of a toxic workplace Mm -hmm. so it was her behavior to the people that work below the line the people that actually make her show happen yeah apparently they were treated like crap according to reports and not just like salacious gossip legitimate reports investigations done by Warner Brothers and people who produce that anyways so that being said Interesting that Ellen DeGeneres shows up to the People's Choice Awards. Like, in the hierarchy of award shows, yeah, there's, like, the Emmys. Then there's, I don't even know what else, but at the bottom, there's the People's Choice Awards. <laughs> <laughs> she shows up in person to accept this award. Now, I want to get your guys' barometer on the sincerity of Ellen's speech. I'm going to read you a little bit of this. And then I want you to Hollywood speak what the heck is happening here. She said, thank you from deep down in my heart. I'm not only accepting this award for myself. I'm accepting it on behalf of my amazing crew, (gasps) my amazing staff (laughs) who make this show possible. But Brittany, what? Tell me more. There's more. Oh, my God. (laughs) They show up every single day. They give a 100% of themselves 100% of the time. Here's more. That's 250 people times 170 shows a year times 18 years. And if you carry the two and divide by 11, my point is I love them all. You didn't. And I thank them for what they do every single day to help that show be the best that we try to make it every single day. OMG. I... This Ellen thing has been hard for me. Um, not because I'm some huge Ellen fan. It's just I'm a huge fan of women bosses, right? Yeah. And sometimes there is that aspect where women are hold to... Now, I'm not always saying uh, higher. I'm just saying different standard. Um, and so I and I know that these allegations are real. And as they've come across, there's more like, wow, that that actually is pretty, uh, pretty rough. Um, but I... <sighs> I always was like, but also, you know, sometimes when you're, if you're Kurt, if you're this or that, you get kind of written off as just 
just not not great. And so this was just the nail in the coffin that she is guilty. Nobody, <laughs> I'm sorry, nobody <laughs> talks like this unless they're like, we got to get the people back on our side. Like, this is so damaging. This like, oh, I just want to take the time out for the People's Choice Awards to get this quote out there <laughs> for future documentaries that talk about my show. Right. Well, because even to you, reading Ellen's speech at the People's Choice Awards one. You don't have that speech memorized unless you know that you're going mm, to be saying it. There were, there were so many specifics oh, girl. in that speech where if you were genuinely shocked and verklempt at yeah. winning a People's Choice Awards, yeah. you'd just be like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Oh, OK. Well, there just would be a certain delivery. Yeah. I'm so cynical about this. But the, she it's like, OK, honey, like here, your publicist got on the phone and was like, Ellen, great. You know, you just launched your Be Kind gift box. That's $270 for subscription services just to let everyone know that you're nice. Okay, now that you're kind or kind, excuse me, that's the word. Well, you need to show your kindness more because you need to be kind to the crew, you know, and I suppose Ellen needs to do something to rehabilitate her image. She needs to do something. So why not put yourself out there in a low stakes way? By winning a People's Choice Awards, which I don't know, it looks like either a flashlight, a bong, or a vibrator. I'm just going to put that out there. Two of those sound interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Which two? Um, We don't know. um, Yeah, no. Could we acknowledge that she, this was done to the point where she thinks her, her viewership's a bunch of idiots. You didn't even mention Portia. You didn't even pretend like you had some like, oh, I can't, you know, first for first off my wife, first off the gorillas that I saved. Like none that you can't even pretend like there wasn't some other cause. She just she just jumps right into it. Thank you. And I'm not only accepting this award for myself, but on behalf of my amazing crew. Like it was so it's so bad. You know, it's fascinating too that you hear all this stuff coming from the mouth of Ellen DeGeneres because she's just more of the symbol for all of the drama and controversy. She's the household name that we know. We didn't know the executive producers that got fired for their behavior on this show. Yeah. But you have to sit there. Imagine if you were somebody who worked on staff at the Ellen DeGeneres show. Yeah. And imagine that you actually experienced some of this negative workplace behavior. And then you have to sit there and watch Ellen just pretend that everything is okay. Rude. I feel like I have had jobs like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Not, not, not the public, maybe public ones, but I feel like I've been in radio at a lot of different stations, and you've seen this, and it hurts your teeth. Oh. Like mm-hmm. even my military career, watching some people get awards, and it just hurts your teeth. Oh, I mean, it like is just, it, and you want to be like. <laughs> and you get like 45 texts and 45 calls from people. They're like, girl. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> so you can imagine yeah. that the Twitter verse and the DMs were all full of those messages last night. Girl. Girl. Can you, you, can you even? Can you even? Yeah. Oh, no, I cannot. No. I cannot. No, unlike Ellen DeGeneres, who, here's the thing with the People's Choice Awards, that people show up. And they know that they're at least going to get some screen time. They probably know that they're going to win. I hate to break it to you, and I don't know. I'm totally putting on my tinfoil hat. But these kinds of award shows, it's like, you're going to get some screen time if you show up for us. 
So we're going to do that. Now, another winner last night who at least kind of faked surprise was Blake Shelton because mm-hmm. he won last night. And he was like, wow, this is crazy. This is absolutely insane. I'm so happy to have this award show in spite of everything. Congratulations, Blake Shelton. How are we feeling about that relationship? Oh, well, yes. Something else that you can see on our show link page at mytalk1071.com. Gwen Stefani's engagement ring. I have to say that I've been proven wrong. I'm cynical about everything. But it seems like these two guys, Blake, Gwen, I say guys in the Minnesota way. (laughs) (laughs) They're the real deal. She's a long, she's a person who likes to be in a relationship. Yeah. And she's founded in Blake. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And I gotta say, he's not bad to look at. He's not bad to look at. He annoys me to no end. Um, oh, but, no, why? Okay, my family, like, loves the voice and his corniness, like, kills me. Um... But I'm he's I'm getting turned around on the idea of him. Uh-huh. I'm I'm liking it's like kind of like when you get annoyed with your dad for those jokes and you think, oh, I hate it. I hate it. And then you go to college for a year and you come back for Thanksgiving and they say the joke and you're like, I kind of miss this. So, yeah, that was like a heartwarming Thanksgiving episode of. Britney's life. Oh, a very special episode. (laughs) (laughs) If I had a dad. But anyway, I'm just kidding. That took a weird turn. I just just wanted to go dark. It's the Black Mirror at Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, you know, we just got a a look into Britney's soul here. You're welcome. So we got to take a break. But when we come back, we've got more Hollywood news here on the Lori and Julia show on My Talk 1071. Thanks for hanging out with us this Monday afternoon here on Lori and Julia, My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We're streaming at MyTalk1071.com. We're also on the MyTalk app. I'm Holly. Brittany's here. Rocco's here. And we got to talk about some potentially juicy breaking music news about Taylor Swift. So this headline... I think Brittany needs to be turned on here. Okay. Oh, there she is. Here. <laughs> here's the here's behind the scenes thing is that we're all in different studios practicing our social distancing. So this I wanted to bring to everyone's attention to the group to see what the heck is happening here. So we remember the big battle about a year and a half ago between manager Scooter Braun and Taylor Swift. Yes, of course. And I'm a huge Swifter, so I'm oh, really glad. Oh. I'm so glad we're finally talking about the important things. Yes, exactly. I mean, let's get down to brass tacks here about yes. Taylor Swift. All right, so this story is on Friday this afternoon that Scooter Braun, his company Ithaca Holdings, that's the company that he used to buy the rights to all of Taylor Swift's music. Well, sources tell Variety that he has just sold the master rights to Taylor Swift's first six albums. Scooter Braun sold these to an investment fund. And we don't know who is behind the deal, but we do know 
that the deal is believed to be north of $300 million and that this deal closed within the past two weeks. Interesting. So, Brittany, you're a Swifty. A huge Swifty. Is it Swifty, Swifter, Swiffer, what? I Like, whatever she wants me to be. <laughs> okay. That's the thing. That's what, I'm in a cult, so I don't choose those things. Well, wonderful. When Folklore came out, I cried. I was so happy. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, what were you going to ask? I'm sorry. Oh, okay, so I have a couple of ways that I feel like this could go. Okay, okay, I'm here. And, and I want your opinion because you're a Swifty, and I feel like Swifty's no best. One, Scooter Braun, do you think that he did a wicked move and just sold it to a venture capital firm? Or two, do you think that Taylor Swift just bought back her own masters using a holding company to keep it a secret? Ooh, first off, both of these I'm really here for. I do feel like at first I was leaning option A because right now people financially are hurting. So I thought maybe that's where he could get the most bang for his buck. But as soon as you brought up option B, that's totally Taylor Swift. And she's one of the few of us during this pandemic who's actually doing okay financially. Since she put out an album, there's things to be, you know. So maybe it is that. Yeah. Well, I that just seems like a Taylor Swift move because in the past, I would say ever since really the release of Miss Americana, that Netflix documentary. Yeah. That she has blossomed into her own and owns her business in yeah. a way that she never did before. True that. And yeah. she's and she's known for being like when I say sneaky that sounds bad, but like surprising. She's I mean she's the one who, you know, completely made a whole album and then hinted at it the day prior being like by the way I'm about to drop a legit album. So I feel like she would be the type to do all of this and the theatrics of it, come out in a worn cardigan and be like by the way I own all my music. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my cats. <laughs> yeah, totally. now, both of the articles I was looking at say now part of the deal is she's she can re-record those songs from her first five or six albums and you know try to make money on the re-recorded versions if she so so wants to do. You know you see those on Spotify every now and then where like Def Leppard re-records "Pour Some Sugar on Me" because they don't own the rights to the original one mm. and nobody really likes it or ever wants to hear it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know why would they put that in the article if if she was the one who bought I mean I know they're being secret about who bought it. Well, but. I think also it's just the idea that she doesn't want anyone to do anything with them. So it wouldn't even be the idea that she could re-record them like I think also it's just the concept of no, they're mine and not anyone else's. Right. Now, yeah, you know, and to your point, Rocco, it's like, well, who wants to hear a crappy version of, oh gosh, I can't even think. Help me, Brittany. Shake it off. Thank you. Shake it off. Yeah, you, I think that they mentioned that because at the beginning of this month, mm-hmm. Swifties were very astute to note that November 2020 was the month where Taylor Swift could be free to do that and to re-record her songs from her albums. But that being said, yeah, it's like, uh, if that's a business move, then are we here for the Taylor Swift reinterpretation of Shake It Off? Is that what, Brittany, as you as a Swiftie, is that what you want? No, 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 no. I mean, maybe on Shake It Off, just, I don't know, though, because there's something about the consistency of a song that you've heard 700,000 times that you want to stay the same. Yeah. But... I mean, her reinventing a song or when she kind of mixes songs together, I'm not mad at that. But no, I don't need, I actually, I want to, I want it to stay. 
I want it to be exactly the same. <laughs> you don't want change. No, no, thank you. No, no. So it's fascinating. We don't know who Scooter Braun sold Taylor Swift's masters to, but whoever wanted them paid $300 million. And I just feel, I, I this Scooby-Doo mystery, we've already solved this, kids. We are the meddling kids, and I feel like this is Taylor Swift. I feel like this is Taylor Swift. Yes. You take off the mask. It was Taylor Swift all along. Oh, yes, exactly. Jinkies. <laughs> I think we've all picked our roles in our heads. Oh, so <laughs> Jealous. Where are those Scooby snacks? Uh, something else that is making headlines today in the world of Hollywood. Now, I don't know when the last time you guys went to a movie theater was. When was the last time that you were at the movies? Not during COVID. Eight, nine years ago, it feels like. I don't know at this point. What was the last movie that you saw in theaters? I do think the last movie I saw was The Joker, which was kind of a while ago. That was at least a year ago. I think I saw the Sonic the Hedgehog movie with my boy or something. <laughs> oh, and that's your last <laughs> that's your last film memory. I think I, I probably saw depressing. I probably saw something hipster at the Trilon, you know, micro cinema at some point. Oh, you're but I think, so cool. I think last time I went to an AMC was for Sonic. Yeah. Well, the last one that I saw was Cats. Oh, that's <laughs> Which is now so... on HBO Max. I almost watched it this weekend. You almost watched it? I was really close and then I couldn't get my the airplay to work and I gave up. Oh, I'm should so... I <laughs> Should I give it a go? I, you know, I don't know because I'm not sure if I saw the version of Cats that was the original version that they messed up or it was the one that they took back and then they redid the effects and then re-released it. All I know is that Judy Dench had multiple cat feet. Sometimes she'd have human feet. (laughs) Sometimes she'd have cat feet. This has nothing to do with the story that I want to bring up. It's the fact that people are wondering if Wonder Woman 1984 is going to end up in the movie theaters at Christmas. Honestly, you know, Holly, sometimes you fall into a better story, and this is one of those moments. Oh, my gosh. They miscounted the feet. They miscounted the feet. It was really weird, you guys. When you were in the theater, okay, I have to ask questions about cats. Sorry. When you were in theater watching cats, were you sitting there going, I know this is bad, or... Is, am, am I enjoying this? Yeah, am, I, am I enjoying this? I went to Cats because I was doing my duty for my talk. Oh, I know that. A big old heaping duty, duty. <laughs> for my talk. So you knew. You knew why you're watching it. Like, this is crap. Yeah, totally knew that this was crap. Also, um, it was. I'd never watched the musical. So I had no relationship with the original stage musical, I knew yeah. it was weird. It was one of those '80s things, and like, yeah. okay, great. My like grandma had cats, figurines, and a sweatshirt, so yeah, I was yeah. like, all right. But it was just, I felt sad. Yeah, yeah, I felt sad for everyone who was involved in it, and I'm also quite sad that we never got the brown star version of Cats, which we heard from visual effects masters was a completely 100% legit thing. You know what I'm talking about, right? We're talking I, about mm, yeah, the thing you but, can bedazzle. But stuff. <laughs> but stuff. <laughs> yes, Rocco. <laughs> oh, That's what it. I'm talking about. So I saw Cats on Broadway. And um, I did too. You that's so like, weird, Rocco. I was like ten. I went. I was eighty four, so I was twelve. How did you guys end up at Cats? My dad brought us. It was big. He was all into it, and he's like, "You guys got to see this." And what did you think seeing it? I, d- you know, I, I remember liking a couple songs that we'd listen to, you know, in the car, and I don't remember loving it. And then I think I saw it again 
you know, as a young adult, like at the Orpheum. And yeah. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I do not like this at all. I saw it like probably s- they did a big re um, launch of Cats on Broadway. And uh, so I think it was like six or five or six years ago. And I thought to myself halfway through, I think I think I've seen enough. <laughs> I enjoy. I mean, the, it was all about you know the acrobatics and and the the over the top costumes and it was like all right, like I don't need they they kind of do like a, a name roll call and you're kind of like all right, I, I think I have seen all the things a human can do dressed as a cat. Oh my gosh! Well, you know what? I want to take this topic and I want to spin it. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands. Like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home. Or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.